0: This class is in memory of Jared Orchen, as we say every week. And today we're going to learn about brothers. The history of brothers in the Bible. Who are the first two brothers in the Bible?
1: Abel and Cain.
0: Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Two children were born to Adam and Eve. And right away, the first story in the Bible, right... On page 17, we don't even start, and you read the story. Let's read what happened there. I'm not be able to read. What
2: happened? Oh, okay, then we'll that give the, the next True. person to it. Okay. Page
0: 17, in top.
3: The man knew his wife Eve. She conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have gained a man with God. She gave birth again, and this time to his brother Abel. Abel became a shepherd while Cain was a worker of the soil. An era ended. Cain brought some of his crops as an offering to God. Abel also offered some of his firstborn of his flock from the fattest ones. God paid heed to Abel and his offering, but to Cain and his offering he paid no heed. Cain became very furious and depressed. God said to Cain, Why are you so furious? Why are you depressed? If you do good, will there not be special privilege? And if you do not do good, sin is crouching at the door.
0: Okay, that Cain and Abel both of them offered a sacrifice to God. God accepted Abel. Who was the first one with the idea? Cain. Cain came up with the idea, right? He should deserve credit for it. But God accepted Abel's uh, offering, not Cain. Why?
3: Gave the better of his. Because Abel
0: brought the better stuff to God. Cain was upset that God didn't accept his. What was the outcome? Murder. Murder. Let's read a little bit. Go ahead. Just read the next uh, number eight.
1: Cain said uh, something to his brother Abel.
0: He said something to his brother. We don't know what, but he said something. Go ahead.
1: When they happened to be... When they happened to be in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. God asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? I do not know, replied Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? God said...
0: Okay, what happened there? Cain killed Abel. You know what the matter says? Something very interesting. Cain told God, I was angry with Abel. I beat him up, yeah. But they had no clue that I can kill him. Nobody was killed before, right? Nobody saw such a thing as called killing. Then... Then... Come on, then. Then they, they said... How should we know that Cain, Cain, Cain killed Abel? I mean, Cain said, I never knew that I can kill Abel. And that's why we see something very interesting. God told Cain that he will be protected, right? Cain was protected, and God said, Anybody who is going to kill Abel will, will be punished. Anybody who is going to be, kill Cain, because Cain was the first one to do it. He never knew anything better. By the way, that's an amazing lesson for Jews. Uh, then they, 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 a Jew was raised not in a religious home. Then God cannot blame him for anything. Hello.
2: Hello.
0: Because he didn't know any better. It's like Cain who didn't know that he can kill. After Cain killed Abel, anybody will kill Cain or anybody else will be punished. But the first one to be funny, the first one who killed, you cannot blame him for it.
1: Was it a valid argument that he made? I mean, was it a, 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 a really sincere thing that he was saying that he didn't know? The Midrash puts
0: it: Cain tried to wake up Abel. Abel, let's go home for lunch. He doesn't answer. You know, every one of us, as a child or as an adult, the first time when you experience death in a close way and you see how quick is it to move from, from being alive to, from, from here to there, wow, what are we are giving out that today. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, that, that, that when, you, when you have these things, you, I mean, that's, that's the whole idea of Cain and Abel. I mean, he didn't know any better than that. And that's a big lesson for life when we look on people who did not have a Jewish education. And we think about them. God cannot blame them because they never knew any better. They didn't know how to grow up in a religious way, that you cannot blame them on that. But at least here we see the first story of two brothers. The first brothers in the Bible started with a fight. Not just a fight, they killed each other. Before anything, according to the Medesh, it all happened the the same day or a short time later. It was right there, it, was, it started the fight, and they killed each other. That the beginning was a very bad beginning. That's Cain and Abel. We mentioned a few times The Madrash says, what was the fight between the two, the two brothers? How did they have children? How was, supposed, how was Cain and Abel supposed to have children?
1: The they had sisters. They, had, they, had sisters.
0: That they gave birth, when Adam and Eve gave birth, they gave birth, Eve had together with Cain, one sister, together with Abel, two sisters. <laughs> and Cain married Abel's sister, and Abel married Cain's sister. And the fight was over the extra sister. That's what the mother says. That's huh. always about the story. <laughs> but what we want to bring point out that's the first story about brothers. It ends up very bad. One brother killed the other. And God is asking him, Where's your Where's your brother's wife? My brother's keeper. What's the next story of brothers in the Bible? Ishmael and Isaac. Uh, very good. Ishmael and Isaac. What happened with Ishmael? How old was, what was the difference of the age between Ishmael and Isaac? Thirteen,
4: 13 years.
1: years.
4: Thirteen years. Oh, Raleigh, just one point. I think there was a difference between brothers and twin brothers. I don't know, I don't know any okay. twin brothers, yeah. but they don't have a special connection. Twin brothers do not have a special connection? No, that they don't have a special... All of them have a special connection. They're and not just brothers. I think... Oh, you
0: mean twin brothers
4: are even more? I think so. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I just don't know any single twin brother, even though they're not identical. But I think twin brothers have a very special bond. You're right.
0: The Bible proves that even the twin brothers are not necessarily nice to each other. That's the problem. Then the story of Ishmael and Isaac is on page seventy-seven. Um, no, I mean that's Ishmael was. No, that's about Ishmael. But let's go a little further. I'm sorry. On page ninety-three, Abraham was hundred years old. Mark read already, no, it's you too. more too. Everybody's a,
2: there. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has given me laughter. All who hear about it will laugh for me. She said, who would have suggested to Abraham that Sarah would be nursing children? But here I have given birth to a son in his old age. Hey,
0: Sarah is very happy. She called her son Yitzchak. Yitzchak comes from the word laughter. Everybody was happy. A lot of joy came down to the wall that they was born. It was all beautiful.
4: Okay, continue, the child. The child grew and was winged. Abraham made a great feast of the day that Isaac was winged. But Sarah saw the son that Hagar had born to Abraham playing. She said to Abraham, Drive away the slave together with her, her son. The son of the slave will not share the inheritance with my son Isaac okay
0: she saw Sarah saw the son of Agar Ishmael playing so what's on get playing? and she says therefore I want I don't want sent away drive away the son uh, this the slaves uh, together with the son throw him out of the house the son of the slave will not share the inheritance with my son Isaac why not who's torturing
1: animals with the arrows and
0: According to the Medrash, he was not just playing. If you look in the Bad twenty-one 21.9, playing, Oderev scoffing. Scoffing. Wait, scoffing. Yeah.
1: What's scoffing?
0: What is scoffing? Making fun? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. He made fun of, spirit, of godliness. He was an idol worshiper. He, and she saw that he will be a terrible influence on your son Isaac that she said, "I don't want a man out. Just to give, remind you, Sarah was the one who gave the idea to Abraham to marry a girl right she was the, she initiated it. now there is a and because and now but now there is Isaac, then a- a- Ishmael should <laughs> not should not inherit it together with Isaac, he should be out of it. go ahead. This troubled Abraham. This
2: troubled Abraham very much because it involved his son. But God said to Abraham, "Do not be troubled because of the boy and your slave. Do everything that Sarah tells you. It is through Isaac that you will gain posterity. But still, I will also make the slave's son into a nation, for he is your child." And
0: first of all, God tells Abraham, "Do everything Sarah tells you." Uh-huh. Since then, we continue this tradition. Whatever Sarah tells you, you just do it. Don't ask questions. That's what your wife tells you. Then he says, "Don't worry, Sarah will also—I mean, Ishmael will also be a big nation." Ishmael was sent away. It's an old story how he's sent away with a pitcher on his uh, on his side, and he's gone. Then Ishmael and Isaac came together again. When
2: Abraham
0: died, death. Abraham's dead. Mm-hmm. In the text, Abraham's dead, and they came together. That means until Abraham's mm-hmm. death. In the text, they were not together. Rashi wants to say that by the akeda, Ishmael was there. But first of all, even if Ishmael was there, they were not really reunited. He was going to to be sacrificed, and he was there. But in the text, the first time since here, until until the death of Abraham, Ishmael's name is not mentioned. Together with Isaac, for sure not. Not with Isaac. Let's read where Ishmael where Abraham died. On page 113. What happened here? You know, like in many good families in America, the siblings, there is only two brothers or two brother and a sister, they don't talk to each other for the rest of their life. And when they come together, when they make up, when they make mm-hmm. peace at a parent's funeral. You see it all started there. Ishmael and Isaac were not together, were not on the same page, let's put it this way, until this story, until Abraham's dead. Page 113, number 8. 7 or 8. Seven. Go ahead. Abraham breathed his last and died at a good age,
3: old and satisfied, and he was gathered to his people. His sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in Machpelah cave. In
0: okay, field. let's stop right here. Isaac and Ishmael, that Rashi points out, Isaac is written before Ishmael. Mm-hmm. That means Isaac. That means Ishmael admitted to Isaac that he's the firstborn son, so to speak. He inherits, is the continuation of Abraham. Ishmael is also a son, but he's announced, he's, he, he moved on, moved on in a different direction. Who is the son of Abraham to continue the Jewish people is Isaac. And Ishmael admitted to it.
3: How old were they at this time?
1: Older.
0: How old was he? If Abraham was 175, said, that said, means 75. That, 75. that Ishmael that was Isaac was 75. And, was and Ishmael was 88. <laughs> 13 years older. They were not youngsters, and I think by this age you already came to the conclusion that it's better not to fight. But but the, the idea is that. Here is, a, here is already a story of brothers who didn't kill each other. They were fighting. But they, finish, they eventually, after the father died, the father didn't see them loving and hugging each other. But after the father died, they came to the senses that it's not worth it. You know what happens at a funeral or something like this? Suddenly, people realize that what unites them is bigger than what divides them. That the connection is so deep, it comes out such a love, Then all the... Fights and the nonsense that goes on within the family is is nothing. Ultimately, we are sharing the same. We are blood. We are. We have the same blood. We are. We, we, are, we are one. And that's what re, that's what happened by Ishmael and Isaac. The next set of two brothers is right here. Who is the next brothers? The twins. They were not identical twins.
4: Jacob
0: and uh, Jacob and Esau. Well, Jacob and Esau are identical twins. the Torah tells us how we know it's written on page 117 first of all these twins were already fighting in the mother's womb right (laughs) before anything it was a fight already Uh, on page 117 number 22 number 21 or 22 um, Dr. Sammy you want to read
4: he's uh, 22 but the children clashed inside her and when his occurred she asked why is this happening to me she went to see to seek a message from god god's words word to her was two nations are in your womb two governments will separate from inside you the upper hand will go from one government to the other the greater one will serve the younger
0: basically told her it's going to be a fight You are ill for a big fight it's not going to be too, not two little kids Two nations, one will always be stronger than the other, and eventually the, the older will, will serve the younger. And from the womb, they were fighting. And then the Torah describes very nicely how they were not identical twins, and number 24.
1: Right. When the timing came for her to give birth, there were twins in her womb. The first one came out reddish, as hairy, as a fur coat. They named him Esau. His brother then emerged, and his hand was grasping Esau's heel. Isaac named him Jacob. Isaac yeah. was sixty years old when Rebecca gave birth to them.
0: And there took came out two kids already fighting, one holding by the by the heel of the other. And we all know the stories. He bought from him the birthright. Then he stole the blessings. Then he's, and now in this fixed parsha is coming back, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, the way that this passage starts, the preparation that Jacob is doing for for the coming back, it's building up on page one fifty five is building up. And Jacob is sending messengers to Esau, right? And he's afraid of them. Let's read a little bit inside. We'll see what's going on. Martha, do you want to read? one fifty five number four. Right in top. Why do is uh,
3: Esau?
0: Does that mean something? What what what? Uh, Esau, does that have a, a meaning like in Hebrew? The name Esau? Yeah, Asui. Okay. Comes he, he came out complete. He came out ready, like an adult. He was he had everything. He was ready for a fight. He was born like a big child, like a mensch.
1: He was
0: shaving already. <laughs> <laughs> he could shave <laughs>
1: You should have shaved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be better when
0: relaxed.
3: <laughs> Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau, to Edom's field in the Seir area. He instructed them to deliver the following message to my lord Esau: "Your humble servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have delayed my return until now. I have acquired cattle, donkeys, sheep, slaves, and slave girls, and am now sending word to my lord." In favor in
0: your eyes. He sends words of peace. He's trying to make a peace negotiation, trying to approach him. I love you. I have nothing. Let's, let's make peace. A peace treaty. A peace agreement. Just like today, you know, in the in the world they're constantly making peace. Obviously, there is always fights, that's why they're always making peace. Okay, the messengers return to Jacob. Um, Mr. Olgen, number the seven.
3: Messengers return to Jacob with the report. Who came to your brother Esau? And he's also heading towards you. He has 400 men with him. Jacob
0: was very. Oh, he's coming back? Yeah, Esau is coming to meet you. Yes, absolutely. But with 400 gangsters, he's coming. With the whole army, he's ready to beat you up. Why do you need 400 people? You, need to, you come to meet your brother. Do I need 400 people? Why do you need 400 people? You can come, you can give him a hug. What do you need an uh, old delegation to welcome him? If you're coming with four hundred people obviously you're coming for a fight. that's what he tells them thanks then Jacob was very scared, and we go, we're reading here how jacob was a, a, he started to pray he, first of all he divided his family his his all entourage into two camps in one side he put his wives and his children, and in the other camp he put his slaves and his all other people, other types of people, and the animals, and he said, "If, if in, the, in what, what was the logic? God promised them that he will save his family. He said the family might be saved, but them, they're in a different camp. And then he prayed to God. Then he sent a, a presents to Esau, right? And he told the people who come to Esau, if you come to Esau, you should tell them, your servant Jacob. Te- I think eight times he told them my servant Jacob, all to please them. He was so afraid of him. That's written he was afraid. It's written clearly. The Madrash says that Rabbi Yehuda uh, the Prince was once sending a letter. <coughs> Rabbi Yehuda the Prince was the leader of the Jewish people in the time of after the destruction of the Second Temple. And he had very good relations with the Roman Emperor. And Rabbi Yehuda himself was a very rich man. He was actually started there. He wrote down the Mishnah he started the project of writing down the oral tradition. He was the first one who did to do such a thing. And he once told his secretary, write a letter to the Roman emperor, and he said, write from your servant Judah. The secretary tells him, servant Judah, what is this? You are the king of the Jewish people. You are the, he says, I'm not better than my grandfather Jacob. He also said, I'm the servant Jacob to Esau. It means to say, don't be so... So arrogant. Sometimes you need to be a little humble to make it work. That's what Jacob did there, and Jacob tried to appease um, Esau, and he was very scared, right? Mm-hmm. And then he had a fight with an angel, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know the story. And then the moment came. How do you call it? Anticlimax. <laughs> It was, it was, they thought it's going, who knows what's going to happen. On page 159, number one. Jacob looked up.
3: Okay, Jacob looked up and saw Esau approaching with 400 men. He divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two handmaidens, He placed the handmaidens and their children in front, Leah and her sons behind them, and Rachel and Joseph to the rear. Jacob then went ahead of them, and he prostrated himself seven times as he approached his brother. Esau ran to meet them. He hugged Jacob and, throwing himself on his shoulders, kissed him. They
2: both wept.
0: There is not written in another place in the Bible such description. Ogden... Kissed them and cried. there is other places or you see read about the og or you read about the kiss or you read about the cry. All these three things that's the only place it was the best reuniting of a family it was so beautiful it was so emotional everybody cried if it would be today television would be the best the best show in town. Jacob and Esau reunited. was it before? Was it after Isaac died or before Isaac died?
4: Before. And before. Before. Before.
0: here we go one step better. Cain and Abel killed each other. Ishmael and Isaac reunited after the father died at the father's funeral. Jacob and Esau Reunited much before that. Not only they reunited, they, oh, they, and they kissed, like and, they, and, they, and, they were, and they cried, and it was beautiful. It doesn't mean that they started to live together. As
1: we see later, everyone went his own direction. But, but I thought that there was interpretations so that it wasn't so beautiful. It was really yes. just a ex- external thing. He really wanted to bite over his <coughs> neck was yeah. strong. I mean, all these different... After all. I don't mean to take.
0: Yeah, it yeah, yeah, away. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> the whole discussion is that it is all is out or not? It is all is out. is a whole out. Was it like a half kiss or a real kiss? Yeah. That Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai says that it was a kiss. In that moment, at that moment, I think Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai says it. Rashi brings it. He did that with a whole is out. The Bible says, he hugged them, he kissed them, and they cried. Doesn't mean that a minute later he didn't want to kill them. You understand? But at that moment, it was a real, real uh, loving experience. For a moment, you kissed. In Jewish history, we see it too. We have moments of hugs and kisses from the world. And sometimes it's not so kissable. Then that was a moment that... The, um, the good emotions overwhelmed Esau, and they, he really loved, he really wanted to make up with Jacob. He really missed him, he really was happy with him. Yeah. Then it's one step closer. You don't have to wait until your father died to make peace. You can make it a little earlier. You can make it and they the united. Was it later love? You don't see any love later. He told them, "Let you offered them, "Let's go together." Jacob said, "You know, my family is is a. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. In, we'll, we'll go in a minute. Um, they, my family is have have young children. I'll come to you. Don't worry. One day I'll come to say it." And the message says, "When will be?" Never. Not never. never mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll come, one day will come, when, we'll, when Moshiach will come, then Jacob and Esau, so to speak, will reunite again. I mean, the world, the, what it means to say that the rest of the world will help the Jewish people and appreciate what the Jewish people have to offer, and they will believe in this, share the same beliefs, and so on. That will be Moshech will come. But then,
4: go ahead. Yeah, I just want to ask you a question. When we read in here that uh, Rebecca was pregnant, and and that she had twins. Was that already prophecy that no matter what they do, it is already destined that the prophecies that they will find? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Like, do people have the chance to, let's say, comp- uh, do better? And
0: <coughs> people have always a chance to change. To change. To ch- to ch- a chance to change. You can always change your destiny to the good. No question about it. The best example to it is another twin, Leah. Leah and Rachel. Leah was supposed to marry Esau. And Rachel was supposed to marry Jacob because it was the twins to the twins. They were also twins. Leah and Rachel were also twins. And the goal was the oldest to the older, the younger to the youngest. Leah cried so much, she didn't want to marry Esau, that she changed her destiny. That everybody can change his destiny for the good. The question is if it's easier or harder. God doesn't take away the free choice ultimately. But you, some people are destined, their, their makeup is easier to be, to be good. Some people are easier to be bad. But ultimately, everybody makes choices. Nobody can say, I'm destined to do it. It's not my fault. No such thing. It might be harder for you. It might be easier for another one. It's like somebody who said, oh, I don't have a good head. Therefore, I don't have to learn in class. No such thing. You tell them, try, try the best you can. Is going to beat them up.
1: <laughs> 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 this
0: is the story. This is the naked, the second, the next set of twins. Now, where is the other? That's brothers. Where is the next set, uh, Brother story. Joseph and the brothers. And the brothers. Are very yeah. great. <laughs> a great story. Oh, sure, it's a great story. That's <laughs> next <laughs> expansion. <week's> <laughs> It's a
1: movie, it's a
0: play. It's a movie, it's a play, it's a story, it's a it's good a story. It's last story. The brothers, 12 brothers, 10 brothers, 9 want to sell, I mean, 10 brothers sold one brother. They wanted to kill him. Page 187, next week's Parsha, not this week, we'll be going to read this Shabbos, but next week, is about they saw him from far, they said, let's kill him. Reuben decided, Not to kill him, right? Um, Reuben heard, you want to read? On page 187 in the top. Reuben heard these words and tried to rescue Joseph. Let's not kill him, he said.
4: Let's not kill him, he said. Reuben tried to reason with his brothers. Don't commit bloodshed. You can throw him into this well in the desert and you won't have to lay a hand on him. His plan was to rescue Joseph from his brothers and bring him back to his father.
0: Okay, the Torah said that his plan, well, why he said it, he tried to tell him, let's throw him into the pit because he tried to save him. He knew he said, well, I'm going to bring him home. They will, not, they will not cooperate. But the Torah testifies that the goal of Reuben was to save his brother. That the Medrash says something very, very powerful. If Reuben would know, that would be written in the Bible, that he... He tried to save R- Joseph, he would do a better job.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: understand. If he would know that forever and ever that Made Short it, children and Hader will learn that Reuven <laughs> tried to save him. Because what happened later? They threw him into the pit. Reuven disappeared, he had important things to do. He came back. I let the no child. You know, in Jewish history, in, Jew- in Jewish life, every day, we are too busy. The children grow up. I the the kid is gone. Oh, we were, I came back. It was too late. We were you for the for the ten years that he was. He could be influenced. Your child could be influenced. You were not around. And this is also for any Jewish child in the Jewish people. We have to take responsibility for any Jewish child. And we cannot do like Reuven. Reuven was very busy. You know what Reuben, where Reuven went?
1: Where he went? To for moving One opinion his says he was busy or, doing tshuva. The other opinion when he went. His turn to take care of his father.
0: He went to ta- it was his turn to take care of his father. He was busy with very good things. But what was the bottom line? A Jewish child was sold as a slave, right? That's the bottom line. Many Jews are very busy with a lot of good things, saving the world and doing tshuva and praying. <laughs> the question is, what is happening with the Jewish children? Are we saving the Jewish children or not? Reuben lost, lost the opportunity. By the way, this will learn Then you publicize something, that's what the Medrash says, if Reuben would know it would be publicized, he would do a better job. That's why once, the, I remember the Rebbe asked to, he wanted to make an album of all the menorahs that they put up Hanukkah in every city. It was two days before, in the middle of Hanukkah, everybody sent the pictures. A year later, they said, We're making another album for this year. You take the two albums, you see the difference. In the first album, every menorah is the size of this (laughs) a little menorah on a table. The second year, big menorahs with big parties. Why? Because everybody saw in the book, what's going on in your city? Ay, 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 ay. That next year you made sure you have a big picture with a big menorah, and it's really impressive. Why? Because if you know that you'll be publicized, you'll do a better job. Reuven, what do you need more? Reuven is the son of Jacob. The oldest son, and the Midrash says that if he would know, he would do a better job. The bottom line is they sold him, Right. <clears throat> it was a whole story, they came, they went, they went, they came, Ahina Hell, they told the father that, that the that the animal killed them. Eventually they found them, right? They found them, they came back. How was what was Joseph's reaction when he saw them? When he finally told them, I'm Joseph. On page two twenty-five. Two to five. Two, two, five. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> number, uh, <clears throat> okay, yes, number one. Okay. Okay. Joseph could not hold in
3: his emotions. Since all his attendants were present, he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. Thus no one else was with him when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. He began to weep with such loud sobs that the Egyptians could hear it. The news of these strange happenings reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? His brothers were so startled they could not respond. Please come close to me, said Joseph to his brothers. When they came closer, he said, I am Joseph, your brother. You sold me to Egypt. Now don't worry or feel guilty because you sold me. Look, God has sent me ahead of you to save lives. Don't worry
0: or feel guilty. Don't feel guilty that you sent me. It's okay, God sent me. Thank you very much for selling me basically. <laughs> it was so nice. Joseph not only was making peace at a higher level than that. It. He paid good for bad. You know, making peace is a nice thing. You say, you say to a person we had a fight, we're making up, we're shaking hands. But from now on, I don't want to know you, you don't want to know me. Fine, you go my way, make peace. Jacob and Esau, they make peace. They moved on. this direction, they moved on. That would be That's a normal thing. Joseph saved their lives. They wanted to kill him. Now he's a famine. If Joseph doesn't feed them, they'll die. Joseph took care of them. And they couldn't believe that Joseph really forgave them. You know, in the end, end of, the, of the book of Genesis... Literally, the last page of the book of Genesis, after Jacob died, they still sent him an interesting message. On page 253, number 15, I mean, you can start with number 14. Go
3: ahead. After he buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt along with his brothers, and all of those who went with him to his father's burial. Joseph's brothers began to realize the implications of their father's death. What if Joseph is still holding a grudge against them?
0: Ah, look what's going on here. How many years was it after they found Joseph? 17. 17 years later, Joseph treats them like kings. Everything. They got the best land in Egypt, right? The best Sobat, Pepper Pike. I don't know. More than this. What? what? Solomon? Whatever it is. <laughs> the best place.
4: Wait a second, you said how many years was it? 17 so years 20.
0: later. Not 22? Oh, 17 years since they met Joseph. They came to Egypt, they met Joseph, they made up, he took care of them for 17 years. Jacob died, right? Jacob was in Egypt for 17 years, he's right. And that was after Jacob died. They went to the funeral. They came back, they said, maybe Joseph's old, this old the gosh. They couldn't believe that Joseph forgave them to such a level they thought maybe he did it. You know, the father was alive. He didn't want to break his heart. He, he took care of them, but now maybe he will aid us. Maybe maybe he will aid us.
1: That's that's is that not a reflection of them in the kind of
0: sure it's people, a reflection. them. I mean, of
1: them.
3: isn't it true that they didn't treat the the, the uh, at least the, the sons of um, of,
0: of the, yeah, that's not no.
1: Didn't treat the sons of Zilpah and Bilha very well. You're right. You're right. And you know, isn't this a um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a punishment with your nature that you suspect that other people are going to do what you would otherwise... Yeah,
0: do. What, you, what you say is something very interesting, because Hasidus explains... Like when, I, when I judge another person, how I know that that's what he thinks? I ask them. Obviously, I say what I think. What I would do. Mm-hmm. This guy bought a new car, he's showing off. He told me that. <laughs> I'm just saying about myself that if I would buy a new car, I would show, the, show off. Now, that's why a judge, the other person, that he would show off. There is, you know, in the Agatha of Pesach, we say, Chacham mahu omer. That literally, the translation is the Chochem. What does he say? Well, the, the, one of the Chabad, the previous Rabbi Cherebi said, Chacham mahu omer. A person says what he is. When you say something, we hear what you are. We don't, we don't necessarily hear what you think about others, but by judging others, you basically tell about yourself, who you are. That you're right, the brothers by saying that maybe Joseph will still have a grudge on us, is saying you're absolutely right. They they would never le- reach to such a level. When we talk in the when the in the outer Rebbe in the Tanya, when he wants to say about forgiveness, he say you should learn from how Joseph forgive this brother. That's the example that they. The old story is of the all five, there is four parshas in the, above, the story of Joseph and his brothers. What's the story? The story is to teach us forgiveness. Somebody wanted to kill you. You're going to you take care of him. You save his life. Why? Because you say everything is from God. What did Joseph said to her all the time. Then he says, they sent him a messenger. They told them, "Oh, your father told us. Let's continue to read a little bit." They instructed messengers number 16. In the bottom there, on page 253, number 16.
3: They instructed the messengers to tell Joseph, Before he died, your father gave us final instructions. He said, This is what you must say to Joseph. Forgive the spiteful deed and the sin your brothers committed when they did evil to you. Now forgive the spiteful deed that we, the servants of your father's God, have done. As the messenger spoke to him, Joseph wept.
0: Joseph wept. He couldn't believe that they they think that he's going to hurt them. He was so hurt by the thought that they still are afraid, they still feel that they think that he has a gorge in them. And what is he answering them? Go ahead.
1: His brother then came and threw themselves at his feet. Here they said, we are your slaves. Don't be afraid, said Joseph to them. Shall I then take God's place? You might have meant it to do me harm, but God made it come out good. He made it come out as it actually did, where the life of a great nation has been preserved.
0: Basically, he said, God, that another not plan. What do you worry about it? <coughs> it worked out. It was meant to be. You were just messengers of God. Why they thought that Joseph still has a grudge? They made says something very interesting. When Joseph, they went to, to the funeral to bury Jacob. They went to Israel, right? And the way back, Joseph made a tomb, a U-tomb. Instead of going back to Egypt, he went somewhere else. You know where he went?
1: Oh yeah, having a visit his mother. Really. No.
0: Where he went? Israel. Yeah, it was in Israel. But instead of going back straight to Egypt, he went somewhere else. Where he went? Huh? It wasn't Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Ma'ata they actually buried Jacob. He was there. After he buried Jacob and Ma'at he was the leader, he was the king. He went first, wherever he went, everybody went after him. He walks in a different direction. And he walks, and he walks, and he walks. Where he went? What do you think? Where will you go?
4: Jerusalem.
0: After such a long time, he was not in Israel. Um, it was, uh, how, much, how many years? 22 and 17? Then it's, uh, what, four 40 years, 39 49. years. He wants to see, he wants to go to Metsada maybe, or go to some nice places. He went to his pit, but they throw him in. He went there, he gave one look, and he went on. Now, what would you think? Obviously, he didn't forget. not forgive, but don't forget, you know, how it goes... Then they were afraid. That's why they were afraid. Why Joseph went there? Because there is an interesting law. That when you pass by a place that a miracle took place for you, you should say, Baruch she'asah Nes bamakom Blessed is God who made me a miracle in this place. That let's say you, was, you survived a, car, a terrible car accident in a certain road, and you pass by, you have to thank God every time. And Joseph went to say, to thank God, he wanted to see where, he wanted to look inside. Now, from so many years later, as the king of Egypt, to see where exactly he was, from what he survived, and to be able to be more thankful to God. But how it looked to everybody, that he remembers them. That's why they were so skilled. Then here is the next set of brothers. We have Cain killed Abel. Then the two brothers Ishmael and Isaac making up with each other and the father's funeral. You know. That was Jacob and Esau making up even earlier, hugging and kissing, beautiful, but going their own ways. Here we have brothers. Not all, they were fighting, terrible, they were selling each other. But then not only Joseph didn't make up with them, he made peace, he paid good for bad. Who is the next set of brothers in the Bible? The friend Beautiful, a five memonasha. Now what do you see in the five Maminasha? What do you know? A five were kind of boring. They didn't have any fights. What's going on with them? Something like is wrong with these two. The only thing we never heard any fight about the Five Emanasha. The only thing about the Five Eminasha, we read they were born, we read, and then we read the story with Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph bought them on page 243. Joseph bought the two sons. Menasheh and Ephraim, that Jacob, before he dies, should give them a blessing, right? Number um, 13. One,
2: Joseph took the two boys. He placed Ephraim to the right, to, Isra- to Israel's left, and Manasseh to his left, to Israel's right. He then came close to his father. Israel reached out with his right hand and placed it on Ephraim's head, even though he was the younger son. He placed his left hand on Menashe's head. He del- deliberately
0: crossed his hands even though Menashe's... Yeah, Jacob... Joseph bought the two sons and he put them the older Menashe on his right hand, Ephraim on his left hand. He wanted his father to give them a blessing. Jacob, who really was barely alive, you can say, turned his hand and, put, and switched his hand and put the right hand on Ephraim, the left hand on Menashe. Jacob, was, Joseph was all worried. Well, you you sure Joseph was already another rivalry of brothers. All these stories were always happen between the older and the younger. The younger who is older, who is younger, who is the firstborn, who's not the firstborn. Who needs another fight like this? What Jacob what happened?
4: Go ahead. Jacob gave Joseph a blessing. He said, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, and the God who was been my shepherd from as far as I can remember until this day. Sending an angel to deliver me from all evil. May he bless the lads and let them carry my name. Along with the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. May they increase in the land like
0: fish. Okay, that he gave them a blessing. Amalach Hagoyel, the famous blessing, may God, the angel who saved me. The same angel should come to protect you. That's what Jacob said. And they should be like, they be the name of our fathers... And uh, should be um, in, in uh, the name of my father should be on them. And they should be like fish. And since then, we bless, we, uh, we, uh, everyone, who, later he tells them, everyone who will bless the Jewish people he will say, may you be, bless his children, every Jew blesses his children, says, may you be like Ephraim and Menashe, right? Mm-hmm. But you say Ephraim before Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe didn't fight. Joseph was upset that he switched his hand. His father told him, Don't worry, I know. Menashe will be big, but Ephraim will be greater. What does Menashe's job, what does Menashe doing, what does Ephraim doing? In their life, doing their life, what were they occupying themselves?
1: Who knows? Ephraim was more of a Torah study. study.
0: Ephraim studied Torah with his grandfather, Jacob, and Menashe?
1: He was helping his father run the... He early. was
0: running... He is helping his father running the country. We bless every child. May you be like Ephraim. First, you should be an Ephraim. Then you be a Menashe. Don't join your father's je- business when you're 13. Go, learn Torah, go to college, graduate. Then you be a... Men- then you join your father's business. And first, you be a, we bless every Jewish child to be an Ephraim, then i a Menashe. But menashe and ephraim, the two brothers, they didn't fight... They got along to begin with. Everything was perfect. That's one step for them. the a set of brothers who don't fight in the Bible. Baruch Hashem. Somebody doesn't fight anymore. It's not, I don't say they're kissing and hugging each other, but they don't fight. Who is the next set of brothers?
1: Aaron, Moses, Aaron, Moses
0: Aaron. and Aaron. You know, we read about Moses and Aaron. When God told Moses, go let my people out of Egypt. What was Moses' reaction? You you know. He didn't want to do it. Why me? He didn't want to do it. How long was the argument between God and Moses? Seven days. Yeah, a week. Seven days. You know, a conversation with God takes a second. Seven days. Uh, every day. First, well, the first excuse was, uh, they will not believe me. Then he said, Pharaoh will not listen to me. Then he said, I have a lisp, right? Hmm. Then he said, I have this, I have that, I have that, I have a I, I have that. What is his problem? Why did you want to go?
3: Because Aaron was the older brother and you don't want to take down or away from
4: him.
0: One of the explanation is that Aaron was the older brother. And he said, how oh, we know that, I'll show you. Um, on page 277, I think, 275, I'm sorry. yeah please in top of the page
2: Moses pleaded with God I beg you O God I am not a man of words not yesterday not the day before not from the very first time you spoke to me I find it difficult to speak and find the right language
0: see in the text we have already three days not the day not yes not today not the day before not the first your receipts already are going on a long argument is going on Jesse begged God just send somebody else Okay, now we going to continue.
2: Who gave man a mouth, replied God? Who made a person dumb or deaf? Who gives a person sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, God? Now go, I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say. I beg you, O Lord, exclaimed Moses, please send someone more appropriate.
0: Basically, send anybody you want. Just leave me alone. <laughs>
2: he
0: gave one excuse, didn't work. He said, try another excuse. A third excuse, a thought it doesn't work. Just send somebody else, just not me. Anybody else, just not me. Okay. Uh, God displayed anger. Toward Moses. Is not Aaron the Levite your brother, he said?
3: I know that he knows how to speak. He is setting out to meet you, and when he sees you, his heart will be glad. Ah,
0: his heart will be glad. Suddenly God starts to speak about Aaron. First of all, Aaron will be your speaker. And God tells them, when he will see you, that you become the leader, he's out to be glad. Not only he will say, oh, congratulations, good for you, with a smile, and you don't know what he really thinks. God testifies that Aaron will be happy for Moses, that Moses is the leader. Think about it. Aaron was all these years with the Jews in Egypt, suffering with them, being the leader, all the complainers, all the nudniks, everybody was on his head. He was there for all day, for the bad days. Suddenly, he shows up on Moses. He was in Midian for forty years. I don't know where he was in a different country. Shows up. Hey guys, God sent me. And Moses Aaron says, "I'm here slaving you for so many years. God couldn't send me." That would be the normal reaction. At least he would be insulted. He do say anything. Yeah, yeah, you can be the first one, but yeah, 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 just not. Uh, you know, it's not so fair. God says that Aaron will be happy. From this, what God says that we know what was Moses afraid of. Moses said, I don't want to hurt Aaron, he's older than me. He was there, not only he's older than me, he was there all the years. He did the walk, what, I'm coming here like a tourist and I start to run the country. God told them, Aaron will be happy for you. And since then, um, and here, turn to page 277. And somebody want to read? Number 27.
4: God said to Aaron, go meet Moses in the desert. Mm-hmm. Aaron went, and when he met Moses near God's mountain, he kissed him. Aaron described to Aaron everything that God had told him about his mission, as well as the miraculous proofs that he had instructed him to display.
0: Okay, Aaron went went meet him and kissed him and was happy for him. And Aaron became the right end of Moses. Moses and Aaron were inseparable. Like the two tablets, they were connected everything they went to do together they went to Pharaoh together they went to they 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 led the Jewish people out of Egypt together a whole four years Aaron and Moses were one Moses when Moses went up in Mount Sinai he says Aaron will be here to, to tell you what to do everywhere they were together not only that was not a fight they were like one they were like attached, like like uh, sign twins. They, they they were thinking alike. They were doing things. They were always uh, helping each other. That's the amazing thing about Aaron. And the, the older brother was so happy for the younger brother's success that he was ready to be. You know, it's one thing to be happy for him. But I should always be in your shadow. I'll go to a different city. I'll open my own show. you know. He was always there. You can imagine... Aaron, uh, Moses goes up at Mount Sinai and Aaron stands a little lower he's not, he's not up there it's Moses every time it's Moses they went to do the miracles by Pharaoh, the templates it always was Moses and Aaron together and Moses and Aaron came, Moses and Aaron wait. that this is the ultimate not only they were not fighting they were one and what do we learn from this thing? I'll tell you what's the lesson. the lesson The lesson here, what is your approach to life, to the world? People go around and they say, Oh, I remember the good old days. It was so nice in the olden days. And now, look, people are becoming so mean and so bad. And the world is getting worse and terrible. And they see only doom and gloom. What's the Jewish approach to life? the Jewish approach to life that it started bad and it's only getting better. It started killing each other and it got a little better, a little better, a little better, a little better. That's how we have to look on life. The world was created not a perfect place. In every generation, the world is perfected a little more. The world today is a much better world than ever before. Not that it was a terrible world in the beginning, but it was, the world is, 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 a, is a garden. That's how the Rebbe once put it. The the Midrash says, God came to his garden. The world is a garden, and it's a beautiful garden with all the problems and all the sorrows that the world has. The world is an amazing place. And it's only getting better, and the world is getting better and better if it's in medical world, if it's not tolerating um, suffering or pain or fights or wars. It's not, we know today, oh, so many things, bad things, you hear on the news. Today you hear it on the news. 50 years ago, nobody even knew from it. There were many more atrocities being taken place. Nobody even knew about that. That's that's, that's the approach, an optimistic approach to life. That's what it's all about. That's this lesson of the brothers teach us. And that's the Torah approach. Then any time when somebody comes and tells you, things are bad, tell them, change your disc and come back to me. And people came with, with bad news to the rabbi it was Yom Kippur war. Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur the war broke out on Yom Kippur. And the Rebbe spoke about it. And after Yom Kippur, the Rabbi said that with simcha, with joy, we can sweeten the severities and we can make things better. And a delegation of Chabad rabbis from Israel walked into the Rabbi and Sukkot to ask for a would pray for us that the war should be better. The Rabbi said, I'm in a, in a mood of happiness and with this we can change things. And you want to bring me down into your depression? Because with joy, you can accomplish much more. Any, any, who you want, who you want to be around? Happy people. Your service, I need your depression, I have my own. But if you are a happy person, everybody wants to be around you. The Zohar says that when you are happy, there is happiness comes upon you. It's a reflection of God. God reflects you back. If you have happiness, God brings you back happiness. That's one lesson. Now there is a deeper lesson. The two brothers, the twins, you know what we're talking about? We are talking about the godly soul and the animal soul. Right here, there are two fighting. You are the person, and the two brothers are, so to speak, fighting who will take control over you, who will control your mind, your heart, your action. Your thought, your speech, and your action. The good side of you or the bad side of you. And the bad side doesn't have to be bad. The selfish side of you. Not bad. Me. It starts by killing each other. That's how you start start in life. A little child, his selfish side is so strong. A little child is born. Everything is me, 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 me. I want, I want. Look, preschool, they're always fighting. It's my toy, it's not your toy. And we teach him once and again, you have to learn how to share. You have to learn how to give. And as you're getting older, it's getting better. Every, the, the sets of brothers are maturing and getting older and older. And by the end, the goal is not to destroy your animal soul, not to suppress your, your other side, but to make him join you, convincing you, yourself that for my own self, serving God is the best thing. Then I should be excited, as much as I'm excited to eat uh, ice cream or chocolate, I should be excited to do a mitzvah, because it's good for me. Then the ultimate of a person is to become like Moses and Aaron. Two brothers, you know who is the older brother? The animal soul. You know why? Because he's first. He comes in into the person first. The godly soul enters, starts to enter by the breeze, and completes his entering by his bar mitzvah, by a god, by his bat mitzvah. The animal soul, the, who you are, the selfishness is there from the, from the day you're born. You're born selfish, you scream and you cry and you want food and you want this and you want this. Then the older brother has to submit and to love and to be the helper of the younger brother. Means the animal soul has to help the godly soul. That's the goal, that's the spiritual side of the soul thing. And that's the fight, what the fight is all about. That the goal is that we every one of us should have a Moses and Aaron. The animal soul should be like Aaron is helping Moses.